Uh, if you need prayer anytime during the week, again, just uh, you can Facebook the church or contact us and we can hook you up with someone from the prayer team who would be more than happy to pray with you. And as always, after our service today, there will be prayer available. There is a link posted on our live stream website, also on both of our Facebook pages. And that link will be uh, live probably just after the sermon is done. And you can click on that link and uh, receive prayer if you uh, would like to receive prayer today. Uh, this is uh, Easter week coming up. And so um, I don't know if there's ever been a time in history when churches have not been able to gather together physically. So it's going to look different. But we will be doing a Good Friday service, a simple Good Friday service at 10 o'clock in the morning, where we'll just kind of read through the crucifixion story. Uh, we'll take communion again and, uh, and just spend some time in meditation on some th certain thoughts and worship. So that's coming up this Friday at 10. And then on Sunday, we'll be doing our Easter service, uh, just all of us in our homes uh, again. Uh, so with that, I'm super thrilled today to have uh, Tamara Childs here going to share the word with us, and it's always so appreciative of her, and, uh, Amen. and God's going to do some big stuff. So, Tamara, yeah. welcome. Thank you, Jesse. And thank you, worship team, and thank you, our tech team of two. It's amazing what a small group of people, with the help of a little bit of technology, can do to bring an entire community together. And thank you so much for those of you who are at home and who are tuning in and who are connecting. Connection is so important right now. So thanks for doing your part. I feel really led to start off actually by saying a very big thank you to all of our essential services workers who are out there still getting up every single morning and going to work for us so that we could have some sense of normalcy and still have our needs met. I actually just want to pray for you this morning. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for our medical services teams, for our grocery store workers, for our retail stores, for our, for our RT people, for our transportation people, for the, the bosses, the decision makers, the business owners who have made a lot of changes really quickly to accommodate these new conditions and to allow it to happen safely. Father, would you bless them? Would you keep them? Would you cause your face to shine upon them would you give them and their loved ones and their households health and strength in this time and good spirits I pray this in the name of jesus amen i've been so excited to share this message with you that has uh, that was birthed inside of me probably a couple of weeks ago but before i do the Holy Spirit laid a verse on my mind, on my heart, just yesterday that I felt the need to include. I just threw it in the slide this morning. In Luke 5, verse 38, Jesus said, New wine must be put into fresh wineskins. New wine must be put into fresh wineskins. And right now, all the changes that COVID-19 are forcing upon us. I just wanna say that I truly believe that a lot of the changes that are come, going to come as a result of this are not gonna be in vain. You see, 2,000 years ago, when in Israel, when they were making wine, 
they used goat skin to put new wine into. And they needed new goat skin because it was flexible, because it was pliable, because it could stretch. And what's important to note is that new wine, over time as it ages, it expands, it grows. And so God is doing something new. He is creating a new way of doing things because I believe that he is going to grow and expand his kingdom like a mother hen who calls his, her chicks under her wings. He is gathering people. He is calling people. He is growing his church. And so he's doing something new to accommodate the growth that is upon us. And so he invites us today to trust in him. Because as we trust in him, on the other side of that is our greatest joy, our greatest peace, and our greatest hope, the abundant life that he promises us, the abundant life that we are designed to desire. And I'm not just saying trust in him with our minds and our hearts. I mean trust in him with all of our strength, with all of our energy and all of our attention. Romans 15, 13. I was reading it from the New American Standard Bible not too long ago. And everything inside of me just ignited. Everything inside of me that is aware about the power of do, the power of our behaviors, the power of where we put our energies and having an impact on our minds and our hearts just came alive. I felt like the Holy Spirit was giving me a formula to all peace, all joy, and overflowing hope. And it says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. When? How? As you trust in him. As you trust in him, not just with your mind and your heart, but in your choices, in your behaviors, in your actions, where you choose to put your energy so that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I've spoken a few times about cognitive behavioral therapy, just a way for me to further process everything I'm learning in my schooling right now, which I'm really excited to say I'm only a couple weeks away from completely finishing, so thank you so much for all the encouragement and support over the years. Cognitive behavioral therapy posits that our thoughts, our behaviors, and our feelings are all interconnected. They're always constantly impacting and influencing each other. And there's no question that our thoughts, our perceptions, our beliefs are going to have a profound impact on what we choose to do and how we feel. And if you're of the sort where you are able to take a new perspective in, a healthy, adaptive belief and act accordingly and feel good as a result, awesome, more power to you. But anybody who suffers from anxiety or depression or many of the other mental health illnesses understands that it's a lot easier said than done. And so a lot of research and the science in professional psychology today is really pointing towards something that we call behavioral activation and his discovery about how profound our behaviors, how profoundly impactful our behaviors are on our thoughts and our feelings. 
You see, anxiety and fear would tell you it's too dangerous. The likelihood of the worst case scenario is way too high and you are not gonna be able to cope. And fear can be very convincing. But when you simply decide on what it is that you wanna do that you think fear is telling you you can't, and you simply go through the motions and do it, fear has nothing on you. Because you now have evidence to support the fact that yes, you can and you got this. The same goes with depression. Depression would tell you that nothing could possibly be pleasurable or enjoyable, that you don't have the energy to do it, and things are hopeless. And so strategically instead, you decide, what at least in theory do I know brings me joy or brings me life? And regardless of the fact that you may not think it or feel it, you do it, and then you notice what happens to your mood as a result. And so that is why this verse today just came jumping right out at me because God wants to give you all hope, all joy, all peace, abundant life. And he's showing us the way he's saying, as you take steps to trust in me, you are going to find that. Trust is foundational to flourishing and thriving. Trust is something that we also learn Eric Erickson, a developmental psychologist, identified eight psychosocial developmental stages that we progress through throughout the lifespan. The very first being a stage where we develop and learn to either trust in others and in the world or not trust, to feel that either the world and others are safe or they are not. And this developmental milestone happens within the first 18 months of life. It is the result of our relationship with our primary caretakers. A relationship that is loving, where children, where babies receive care, love, nurturing, attention, attentiveness in a predictable environment will learn to trust. And you know what's really cool is that Erickson also identified virtues associated with accomplishing these milestones. And you know the virtue that he identified as a result of developing an ability to trust early on in age? Hope. The virtue of hope. I just love it when science and research unpacks in fine detail, sometimes just these single verses that we read and just sort of skip over or take for granted that we've been reading for the last nearly 2,000 years. And there it is. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now you might be saying to me today, Tamara, I learned to fear. I learned to mistrust. Well, let me just tell you that you're not alone. I don't know of one person who had a perfect parent, and I understand that some of us had far, far from that. But have you ever heard of the term born again? Because when you come under the wings of the Father, when you come into his house, when you answer the call, and you make him 
your one and only. He is there waiting to provide you with the love and the care and the nurturing and the attentiveness that you need to learn to trust. You see, you learn to fear. And he's inviting you today to say, let me love on you, receive from me what you never have before, and let me teach you that I am trustworthy. Because abundant life is waiting for you on the other side of that. We can learn to trust. One week ago, Jesse in his sermon reminded us about one of the most common commands in the Bible, that being, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Let me just review a few of them here for you today. Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Isaiah 41.13. I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. Luke 1.30. The angel is speaking to Mary. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. I wanted to include this one because if there's one thing that, or a couple things that attempt to drive a wedge between you and receiving the love and the care and the nurturing and the attentiveness from your heavenly father, it can be shame and guilt. We saw that right at the beginning in the creation story where Adam and Eve, after they sinned, what did they do? They hid from God. They hid from God because of their shame and because of their guilt, which would say to them, you're not good enough. Hide and cower. But God would say to you today, the reason why he sent his son, Jesus, was to take upon him any guilt or shame that may exist so that that no longer is a factor. And he invites you to confidently approach the throne of God. He has grace and he has love for you. You are the favored one. Every single person on this planet. Hebrews 13, 6. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. And finally, and I'm just camping in this one. I love this verse. Revelations 1, 17. Revelation, rather. Do not be afraid. I am the first and I am the last. I am the alpha and I am the omega. Now, I don't know about you, and I swear it's not because of a rebellious attitude, but whenever someone tells me not to do something or not to think something, my attention is on that thing. Right? I mean, don't think of a white elephant. Jesse, don't think about eating pizza at lunchtime today. Don't do it. Don't think about COVID-19. And then now we're thinking about white elephants, pizza, and COVID-19. So I need to do a little trick with my brain in order to help me meet the goal of not being afraid, meet the goal of, of not fearing. And so I, I sometimes tell myself these verses in slightly different ways, a little nuance here. For an example, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? You don't have to be afraid. You see, you don't need to be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You do not need to fear, I will help you. You do not need to be afraid, you have found favor. 
I do not need to be afraid. The Lord is my helper. I do not need to be afraid. The Lord is the first and the last. It kind of makes it sound like it's a bit of a choice, doesn't it? Well, fear might be your comfort zone. It might be the framework from which that you are used to operating from. But the truth is, is that you can choose where to put your attention. You can choose where to put your thoughts and then to where to direct your energies. It might take a little heavy lifting at first, but it's good to first recognize that you do have a choice. There is a choice in the matter. And when I say heavy lifting, I mean heavy lifting. You've probably spent many years or most of your life entertaining certain pathways, certain ways of thinking. It's like a six-lane highway in your mind. But whatever thought fires will wire a new pathway, slowly but surely. And so I want to take this one step further. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. You can trust. Be encouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, trust me. I will help you. Wherever you are right now, whatever your circumstance, God would say, trust me. I will help you. Trust, Mary. You have found favor with God. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will trust him. And finally, trust in me. I am the first and I am the last. Could you use a little vacation? I was wondering if you might be willing to go on a little vacation with me this morning a vacation from a place I like to call Fear Alley. It is this, that dark, narrow place with high walls and, and no obvious way out that so many of us have just been living in these days. It's a place where the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for things other than God's best for your life come in and choke the word inside of you. Putting a barrier up between you and being able to enjoy the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How, how about a little vacation for just a little while? You can always go back if you want. To help you get warmed up, help you pack your bags, just want to play a, a little video for you in just a second because we are going to Trust Island. It's a place where the, the sandy beaches are white and soft and the waters are, are warm and blue and the snorkeling is great and there's some great peaks you can, you can hike if you wish. It's a place where joy and peace abound. It's a place where the shelves in the grocery store are always filled because people only take what they need because they know where their help comes from. So to help you pack your bags, here's just a little bit to inspire you. And I don't know if, if Michael, if we've got that video up and running. There we go.
So now what are you going to do? I'm going to do a caramel! my fear without my daddy. I hope he's really proud of me. This is your last jump. Go all out. Okay. You know, I love what that little girl said at the end. She reminded me when she said, I'm doing this without my daddy. I hope he's proud of me. Well, you know what's so great about making your creator and your heavenly father your daddy? Is that not only is there with you every step of the way, but when he says jump in, it's because he is the water. He is the water. And you know, he would never rob us of the opportunity of what it feels like to just take that one little step of faith and have the exhilaration of jumping in. In the same way that we never take from our, our babies the opportunity to feel what it feels like to take that first step or to just take whatever step of trust or faith that he asks you to do, because on the other side of that, there's way more joy, excitement, peace, and confidence waiting for you than what you had before. So he says, take a step, but I'm with you every step of the way. So we've made it to the airport. In fact, we have boarded the plane. We're on our way to Trust Island, and here's just a little activity for us to do while we're on the plane. I'd like you to think of a time when you were faced with an uncertain or challenging situation that you overcame. You see, what sometimes gives us confidence to move forward is to take some time out to look back 
on when we overcame, when we were successful, and identify the strengths that we know we have within us. So think of a time when you were faced with an uncertain or challenging situation and you overcame it. What was your role in that? What did you do to help you to overcome it? And more importantly, what was God's role in that? What did he do to get to you, help you get to that place of being an overcomer? Think of a time when a door closed, a door that you would not have chosen to close on you. Maybe it was the result of something that was completely out of your hands. Maybe it was because of a mistake that you made. Doesn't matter. The door closed. But then another one opened. What was your role in that? How did that come about? Where you got to that place where you were able to walk through a new door and get to where you are today? And more importantly, what was God's role in that? You know, I'm willing to bet that while you had some parts to play, you probably had to do a lot of trusting, have some patience, and he did all the rest. Think of a time when something went well for you and why that was. Maybe this was years ago or months ago or sometime this week or even yesterday. Maybe for the last week or two, you've been feeling like five out of 10 mood wise. But yesterday was like a seven out of 10. Ask yourself what went well exactly and why that was. Did you finally get up and have that good workout that you've been telling yourself you're gonna do? Did you have a loving conversation with a loved one? Maybe you took some time out to laugh. Maybe you didn't watch the news for the first time in a long time. Maybe you took a shower and did your hair. Whatever it was, it's always so helpful to identify what it was that contributed to things going well for you. And always, what was God's role? Finally, and this gets to the heart of the matter, we're almost there, the plane is gonna land. Think of a time when you trusted God and how that went for you. Think of a time when you did trust God and how it worked out for you. And what was your role? And what was God's role? Okay, we have arrived, and I just want to encourage you that though you might feel a little bit discouraged, God did not bring you to this place only to drop you or forget about you now. In the same way that when the Israelites left Egypt and found themselves on the shore of the Red Sea, and Pharaoh's army pursuing them from behind, he did not leave them or bring them to that place just to die. He brought them to that place because he wanted to show them his glory. He wanted to show them how big he is and that they're willing to just follow him, that he will do the miracles. You see, your miracle is on the way. So just take a moment now, even before it arrives, 
to give him the glory because he is able to do far more abundantly beyond all you ask or imagine. Your miracle is on the way. So here we are. We're at Trust Island, a place where joy and peace and hope abound. And um, there's a lot of great things happening on this island. A lot of great stops. There's a lot of things I want to show you. But I thought I'd give you like the top 10 tour. And it took me a while to decide, you know, which hot spots would be good to take you on. But... I was reminded that the point of this message, what I really feel that God is encouraging us to do today is, is to go beyond just, just believing it or feeling it, especially because that could be really easily influenced depending on the circumstances. But he wants to give us opportunities to think about ways that we can action our trust in him, that we can direct our strength and our energy and take those steps of trust to make it more real, and to be able to come to that place where we find more joy and more peace. So, first stop is remembering God's faithfulness. We kind of did that a little bit just now on the plane ride over, but this is a great place to just wade in the water. And this is great too if, you know, maybe you're, you're sick or you're ill or you're not very mobile or there's not a lot of actual tangible things that you have in your plate or are an option for you to do. This is something you can do to exercise your trust. You see, taking your mind off of fear for a little bit and just spending some time waiting in the waters of remembering all the times that God has been faithful in your life. Because he's not going to stop. He's going to continue being faithful. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's the first stop. Second stop, celebrating successes. Celebrating small successes. In fact, this is one of the top three mindsets to have for a resilient mind, for a resilient life. Celebrating small successes. Rather than focusing so much on how far you have to go or all the unknowns or the things that you didn't do or you feel didn't do well, identify and look at, spend some time celebrating the small successes along the way. Praise and prayer. There is so much praise and prayer happening on Trust Island. So much time spent just being present with God. Letting, letting fear just do its own thing there in the future. Letting threats just go and fade away for a little while and just committing some present mindful time worshiping the Lord. Worshiping the Lord sometimes could be one of your greatest forms of trust. Instead of getting up and from morning till night just running around and busying yourself, taking some time out giving some time to the Father and just praising him and praying and connecting with him. Which leads me to one of, the, one of my most favorite ways to action trust in God, and that is Sabbath and rest. Do you know that our Father encourages us and tells us that we can take 
one day off a week if we wish, that we can rest, that we don't have to work like crazy seven days a week to try and provide for ourselves because he is our provider and he encourages us and invites us to take time out to rest as a reminder of where our help and our providence comes from. What an awesome way to action trust, to experience what it's like to actually live that abundant life of taking some time to rest and seeing how you're still provided for. What a gift. Tithing and giving. If you really want to jump leaps and bounds in your trust in God, give where he puts in your heart to give. Give to his kingdom. Give to your church. Give to something that the Holy Spirit puts on your heart that you believe will spread love and goodness and see how he provides. Sharing creative gifts. Sharing creative gifts. Each and every one of us is made and designed with gifts that are meant to bring us life as we practice them and engage in them and to bring life to others as they receive them. Maybe you have the gift of teaching or preaching or an artistic gift of writing or playing music or creating some kind of an art form. Maybe you have the gift of hospitality. Maybe you have the gift of working with your hands and, and fixing things or creating things with your hands, whatever it may be. This gift is specially made just for you. And you were made especially for it to share yourself with the world in this way. But it could take courage. It takes vulnerability. But there is so much excitement and adventure and satisfaction waiting for you on the other end of you sharing your gifts with the world. Delighting in God's commands. You know why, as I said, why the shelves are always full in Trust Island? Because God says, I've got you. Trust in me. You don't need to steal, cheat, lie, covet. When you trust in God and you, you action that by just taking what you need, then you get to experience how you always have with you what you need by being able to still live in such a way that is considerate and loving of others. Delighting in God's commands. What a great way to action trust. The Good News Network. So the Good News Network is actually an actual website I came across the other day um, that shares a lot of really good positive things happening in the world. Why not tune into something like that even just once in a while? Because here on Trust Island, people watch the news, they get the regular headlines and the updates as needed to be responsible citizens, to be engaged citizens in this world, to know what the latest guidelines are on things. But you see, when you trust the Father enough, then you can action that by not tuning in constantly throughout the day because you know he's got you. Gratitude and supplication. Giving thanks is an incredible way to start developing a mindset of trust. And actually giving thanks in itself is an act of trust that will lead to more peace and more joy. And here's one of my favorites. This is something that I've been personally experiencing lately. I call it loose grips. 
If you want to know where you're putting your trust, ask yourself what you're afraid of losing. And is that fear really starting to get to you right now? What is it that you're gripping onto really tightly as opposed to gripping on tightly to God? What are you gripping on tightly to that maybe you need to loosen your grip on a little bit? Because you're discovering that it, unlike God, is not going to provide for you. It's not going to come through for you like you had maybe once thought. We have so many gods in this world. Things that are, we easily put our trust into, but then during difficult or challenging or uncertain times, we come to realize very quickly that these gods fail us oh so quickly. They don't have the ears to hear us, the eyes to see us, the ability to make pathways in the wilderness or streams in the desert. And so what are you gripping onto tightly that you need to loosen your grip on? Because I tell you, on the other side of that is joy and peace and hope overflowing. Hold on tightly to God. Okay, those are, that's the top 10 tour of Trust Island. I hope it has given you some ideas, given your mind a break of ways that you can action trust to get a little bit closer to living in that abundance that God has for you. We're going to bring this right home, right into your current circumstance. Think of a current area of discomfort, discouragement, or despair, and ask yourself these questions. What would trusting God look like for you in this circumstance? What would trusting God look like for you in your personal circumstance? What would a trusting mindset or perspective be? What behaviors or choices would reflect you trusting God? What behaviors or choices would reflect you trusting in God as opposed to trusting or choosing fear or despair? What would shift? What would change for you as a result? What would that mean for your life, for the enjoyment of your day today or your life in general? I'm going to tell you a little story that I hope will inspire you to stay on the mindset and in a space where you're putting your energies and your attention into trust, into heading towards that more abundant life. It's the story of two wolves. A grandfather was teaching his grandson about life and a battle that is going on inside each of us. The grandfather said to the boy, the battle is between two wolves. One is evil. He is fear, anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is trust, faith, joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, and compassion. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person too. 
The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? To which the grandfather simply replied, the one you feed. The one you feed. Feed trust. Choose trust. And may the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace as you do so, so that you will overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, and God bless you today.